Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, Jesse is on vacay, but I've got Jonah Ray and Andy Wood here to talk about unemployment, irony, and frog town. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, Jesse Thorne um, is spending the holidays. Um, by holidays, I mean Thanksgiving, so I guess he's spending the holiday uh, with family in the Bay Area. I am here making a show. Uh, because I have my priorities straight, frankly. Uh, I care more about uh, telling the internet about my dick than I do about my family. And I think that's why I'm a better person. Uh, also with me today, uh, two great people whose priorities are also straight. Uh a stand-up comedian and the mastermind behind the Bridgetown Comedy Festival and the L.A. Pod Festival, Mr. Andy Wood. Andy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I, I, I have to take... Oh, and I, uh, while I'm listing your credits, I'm going to back up and also add that you are the host of the, um, of the Probably Science podcast. That's true. Yeah. And in this, and Andy, I, I get right up co- on that mic. Co-host, I co-host of that. Co-host and of and the I can't say I, I'm not the podcast. I'm not the mastermind of the LA Pod Fest. That's okay, a, a joint effort, but um, one of the, one of the guys who works on it. Yeah. Well, I got about. I don't know half. why I care that much about making sure that audience knows I'm not the only person on this. But well, no, yeah. that your credit where credit is due. You're sure. a class act, Andy Wood. Oh, thank you. So I got about fifty percent of that intro right. <laughs> <laughs> it was all right. I don't know why I have to be. I have to be like lessening my my credits. Yes, I'll take them all. It's you're fine, a, yeah. you're a humble guy. And that, that's a great quality. Uh, also with me, a fantastic stand-up comedian, you know him from the Nerdist podcast and his new podcast, Jonah Radio, Jonah Ray. Hi. Welcome to the program. Welcome back to the program, Thank I guess you. I should Thank say. You. you actually got some of my credits wrong, too. Oh, okay. Um, I have been mm-hmm. a booked and bailed guest on Probably Science about three times now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I have a problem. Putting... Fam- famous Flake, Jonah yeah, Ray. Flaked on something else today. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't. I don't know what it is. I'm going to therapy now. <laughs> okay, and I'm thinking I'm going to try and figure out what it is. You want to explore your flaking? I do. I want to know what makes me just go like like it's like you know. I don't know what it is. If it's scared to leave or what? I'm not really sure what it is. And but to be honest, sometimes it's legitimate flaking. Like I just don't do it. Yeah. But with Andy's thing, for some reason, I just didn't remember that we were supposed to do it. And then I said <laughs> next week. And then you called me, and I just didn't see the phone call. And that's that's kind of where we're at now. The podcast brings that out in people. You're not the first. That's okay. Yeah, and it's not your podcast. I think there's still like there's uh, uh, something that fires in your mind when you hear the word science that makes you close down. Sometimes it sounds like a chore. So it's, you're going to treat it like schoolwork, you know. So just the very notion yeah. that it involves some science well, there, could uh, be a... Eddie Ift's podcast. I've uh, bailed on three times. Really? Well, and that you you have to talking, understand. Talking talking's hit. I, I, Are you talking about? <laughs> they had to re, rename it to be. Oh, yeah, and his podcast friendly. used to be talking shit, yeah. and now it's something else. Talking's hit. Talking's move oh, to space. That's really funny. I like that. <laughs> Let's get around it by making it more confusing. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I bailed on that one a few times just because – I mean, he does that one in Venice Beach. And who can blame me? That's a little bit of a haul, Andy. Yeah. You're going to well, want to find someplace central to do your podcast. I require people to come to the Valley, which I know is is thoroughly creepy to most L.A. natives, but I love the Valley. Oh, no. I, I'm, I'm okay with the Valley. And I'm in Atwater Village, so I'm half Val, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> it gets You're, a bad rap. Dude – He's valley adjacent, bro. <laughs> I'm I'm on the east side of the five. I think I uh You understand. Yeah, yeah. I get you, man. Are you near Frogtown? I am near Frogtown. That's yeah. that's a fascinating thing to me. Wait, wait. That it's an area that what has a that name? Is, yeah. I don't know what Frogtown is. Frogtown is this uh is this neighborhood. Frogtown near... and D Boys. Yeah. It's a <laughs> documentary about razor scooters, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's where razor scootering I watched I don't mean to delineate even further because of that riff, but I watched last night uh the uh the uh Bones Brigade documentary, which oh, is fantastic. Wow. Yeah. Um, but it's like that is kind of like a maybe like a sequel or a kind of what came much, after to Dogtown. It pretty and much is. I mean, you know, uh, like a real sequel would have been like they would have covered also like Alva's team and other. You know, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's it. All the other guys just fucking went to jail. But uh, <laughs> like, you know, they covered Stacy Peralta's. You know, him getting together the guys that would change skating forever. But it's hard to watch the Dogtown, which was one of my favorite documentaries yeah. when it came out, and this, which is great, but. If you've ever seen the Birthday Boys pool jumpers sketch, which oh, is just yeah. like it's just no. like you know it's all the, it's a documentary about these guys. They're just jumping into pools like in funny ways. <laughs> yeah, it and is then, a real great send up of like those glory days of a sport yeah. documentaries. Yeah. Uh, and it's all about like the one, and then one guy scrunched up, like, <laughs> looked like a cannonball, and then we were all like, the game has been changed. It's That's just great. That's here's great. here's my favorite little bit from the Dogtown and Z Boys documentary. Well, for people don't this, don't know, this is a documentary about the early days of skateboarding in the 1970s. Yeah. People know that though, right? Yeah, it, it it's what made it. I mean, it was also a motion picture. Uh, oh, that's right. They yeah. did do like a fictionalized version with uh, Heath, Ledger. Heath Ledger. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and Mitch Hedberg also in that movie. Wow, wow. he's the guy Doomed. that brings. He's the guy. Yeah, exactly. He's the guy that brings the uh, the wheels that aren't the, like clay wheels. They're like the ones that make it possible to do oh, wow. the types of tricks oh, okay. that people started doing. Uh, well, my favorite part about the documentary is they're kind of talking about their early days as like rowdy kids and about how it's like, well, we were all surfing by the pier and, you know, it was locals only where we yeah. came from. So – and, you know, there's just, like fun music is playing, like yeah. this kind of surfy – Seventy like so this is the fun the rascal monster, montage. The monsters it's the monsters theme, theme song is playing. <laughs> One of us was a werewolf, but we didn't care. My grandpa Everybody was, was welcome out. as long as they were locals. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, and like, monsters. But he's yeah. like, so we, you know, and if we saw some dudes surfing by the pier that we didn't know, we'd go up on the pier and we'd drop a cinder block on them. Yeah. Oh, you guys, it's like, I don't know that that should be in the fun montage when you attempted to murder someone. Yeah. No, they were, it was pretty bad. And that's what actually bore the whole, you know, suicidal tendencies that, sure. you know, that all came out of that violence of that area. <laughs> right. But going back to Frogtown, Frogtown oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is, uh, it's south of uh, Atwater Village mm-hmm. along the Riverside. And so it's this piece of the neighborhood that got chopped up uh between the five freeway and the Los Angeles River. Okay. And it's just this area in between that that only has like two or three entrances uh-huh. to the neighborhood, I think, right? I'm not sure exactly where it is or what it is. That's why I was asking you about it. Well, I know it's it exists. also it's because and that's like the one of the more woodsy 
areas of the LA River, which yeah. a lot of people don't understand. That not on your side, no no woodsy area on no, your side. Nothing there. Uh, you another... guys do have the big boy though. <laughs> yeah, you do have big Bob's boy. big boy. Yeah, like in like the area of Atwater Village, which is in an Broad advantage. Town, like tons of trees and little islands. Yeah, yeah. That people actually live on. You know, there's like you know, like wow. homeless people like camp out on these little islands in this little woodsy so area. So it's like a hobo's paradise. It is. It really so is. So it's like a big rock candy mountain of sorts. <laughs> Cops got wooden legs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lemonade spring. <laughs> Lake of stew and whiskey too. Uh, <laughs> well, you could paddle all around it in a big canoe. wanted to. But yeah, let's, we're digressing. Canoe. We're I, digressing. Yeah. I don't know the lyrics that well to that song. I would have joined in. Yeah. I'm. Thank you, Andy, for... <laughs> I've for, always thought no. it was a fascinating song. Like, I, it I, is. I've studied it. Yeah. It's, you uh, can sleep all day. Did you say this? You said that one already, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can sleep all day. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry, but they hung, they hung the Turk who invented work. Uh, I know that. That right. Turk got hung. Yeah. So, I am a man. I, that's all I got. <laughs> that's a different song from that the same from, soundtrack. Same yeah, it's also yeah, from yeah. the Oh Brother, We're Out There I'm soundtrack. in a tight spot. So, but. so far we have, <laughs> <that>, yep. So, <laughs> so, so far we've covered uh, flaking on podcasts, uh, subsections of L.A. neighborhoods. This is maybe the most, already the most L.A. specific oh, episode no. yeah. we have ever done. Uh, I mean, maybe we can talk a little bit about which father's office is more crowded? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Did you hear the Hollywood uh, tender greens has been giving people food poisoning? What? I'm sticking oh with the, the Pasadena one from now on. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> that backyard steak salad is to die for. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah I go chipotle chicken. Oh, guys, no. weigh in. Glendale Galleria or the Grove? Come on. Oh. Let's get down to brass tacks. Oh, I can't okay. beat that fountain. You can't beat the Grove. You got the farmer's market right there. Uh-huh. Right across the street, they got the Trader Joe's. They got the Ross. Okay. Enough of that. What I'm we saying now is that Americana, though, has free parking up to three hours validated. And finally, Mendocino Farms. <laughs> we'll be right back on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> Hey there, Jordan, Jesse Go listeners. Just wanted to take a minute to thank some of our amazing sponsors. First of all, as always, we have ask.metafilter.com. Life's little questions answered. It's a very cool community of very cool people who answer questions. It's the best place to go on the internet for whatever random bric-a-brac you would like to know. Ask.metafilter.com. We thank them. We think they're the best. Also, the best this week is Audible.com. Support for Jordan Jesse Go comes from Audible.com, a provider of digital audiobooks and more, with more than 100,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. Audible suggests that Jordan Jesse Go listeners might enjoy They Call Me Baba Booey by Gary Delabate and Chad Millman, or My Mother Was Nuts, a memoir by Penny Marshall. For a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership, go to audiblepodcast.com slash jjgo. That URL once again is audiblepodcast.com slash jjgo. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Andy Wood, uh, man at large. Jonah Ray, large man. Oh, good nicknames, guys. <laughs> we've uh, we've had some great guests lately, but they've been kind of dragging on the nicknames a little bit. I might say Brian's nodding in agreement. We've had some people who have been a little bit confused by the concept of the nickname, but I think you guys uh, you guys are doing great. So well, I, mine was just a takeoff of his. 
But that was great. It's I mean, I think that yeah. was yeah. 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 It, it, Kudos. You guys have your priorities straight. Cool. Can we leave now? You've got us locked in this hot box. (laughs) Yeah. Andy, you were saying before we started that that this is a little bit like a sensory deprivation chamber. But then you went on to say that you have actually been in a sensory deprivation chamber. On more than one occasion. Uh, How do you know that for sure? What if you're you're still in it from the first time you're in it? Yeah. Maybe this is your alternate reality, man. I've never seen Altered States. Have you guys seen the... Uh... Yeah. I have played Altered Beast for the sake of Genesis. <laughs> Power up, Jordan. <laughs> Rise from your grave. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, William, William Hurt becomes a werewolf and uh, gets inside of a, a, a bathtub of warm water, I think. I, Wait, I, okay. You, well, have you seen so the movie let's, or not? Yeah, I've seen it, but like not since I was a kid, you know. But that's, of... all, that's, uh, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah. I believe. Yeah. So what – so where do you get in a sensory deprivation chamber and why do you get in one and then what happens? I will paint the picture. Okay, so, please. Uh, the Bridgetown, Theater of the Mind. The Bridgetown Comedy Festival yes. we mentioned is something that I've worked on for a while. I used to live in Portland for about 10 years. Uh, and the festival is located mostly along this strip of southeast Portland mm-hmm. called Hawthorne. That's, yeah. It's kind of the Haight-Ashbury of Portland. So uh, every time I go back there for the, the festival, sweet potato fries at Bar of the Gods. I don't know. I just thought maybe we could. Could we? No, no. Okay. But uh, you know, every year a new a new business that that makes the place even more Portland crops up there. And just this last year, right near one of the venues, like on the way to the Mount Tabor Theater, if you yeah. remember that one. There's now there's a sensory deprivation chamber business called <laughs> called, called Float On. Uh, okay. Apologies to oh, Isaac Brock. No. Wow. Yeah. Um, but I was walking by it every day he, during the I festival. I wish they would make the commercial. Hey, I'm Isaac Brock. <laughs> 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 they all want to float down. You might remember me from my song. <laughs> you yeah. should float on down to Southeast Hawthorne Boulevard. Right? Yeah. We all float on. We all, all float right, on. already. Yeah. <laughs> We've got everything: kombucha, craft beers, and a dreamcatcher made from a Wiccan's pubes. <laughs> So take it from me, Isaac Brock. <laughs> does Isaac Brock have a lateral lisp? I don't even know. If he does is... have a lisp. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But he manages to mask it in his music With somehow. screaming. Yeah, well, it's like, oh, you know, okay. sometimes British guys sound like Americans when they're yeah. singing. Same thing. Or do Americans sound like they're British when we sing? Punk ro- American punk rockers do. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's um, kind of the appropriate – the thing that has become the shorthand for what you sound like when you sing is maybe the British way of singing. You know? I was watching like an old – all the kind of old 90s SNLs are backlogged on Netflix and I was watching one where David Spade was, you know, David spading around on Weekend Update and uh-huh. he did something about going to see Green Day and he's like, I'm all right, mate. Pick one. Are you American? Are you British? <laughs> I thought that was a really funny like yeah. – like what did the first people think of Green Day? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, what, yeah. what was like the first – pop culture representation of Green yeah. Day. Like, and could anyone imagine that they'd still be selling out arenas? I never would have thought. All they were, they were the punchline. My parents, uh, at any, in any given 10-year period, my, my dad would glom onto one musical artist, and that would be his touchstone for any kind of like, this is what the kids are listening to. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so like for a long time, Coolio was just a thing that he would <laughs> reference as, or if something was cool, he'd say, Coolio. Like that. Oh, <laughs> no, down on Classic the dad. But then Classic when, when dad. Green Day came out, that was a name that was so bizarre, it just blew his mind. And so he kept having fun with what a silly name that was. It's yeah, not yeah. even that silly of a name. So he'd be, what is, what is this, The Greenest Day or something? What do they call it? Like, it's just green. It's not that strange Jesus. of a name. Yeah. Yeah, it's no yeah. weirder yeah. Than, than Led Zeppelin or yeah, Steppenwolf. Yeah, Steppenwolf or fucking Cream. Right. Yeah. yeah sure. No, no stranger than any number of other. A uh, Jefferson Starship. Yeah. Rolling Stones. Well, that one kind of makes sense. How so? There's, there's an old saying about how it doesn't gather moss and uh, 
Yeah, and Green Day is an old saying too. Yeah, <laughs> how a Green o- Day how, how is covered always, in moss. No, it always gathers moss. <laughs> oh right, yeah, Green Day. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, we're back on Hawthorne Boulevard. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Okay, we're floating Sem- on with eyes information. Brock, right, and uh, I noticed this business, and I I was curious. I I had stepped inside, and they're they're selling DVDs of Altered States or Altered States. Uh, okay. Um, and you know, it's a little. It's like expensive. when you go to Alcatraz, and automatically you're in a gift shop where there's a whole wall of The Rock. <laughs> the rock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is this is the popular movie uh, made about this yeah. place. You don't have yeah. Birdman of Alcatraz? No. No. We do have <laughs> The Rock have, though. We have a rock though. So I married an axe murderer with Phil Hartman as the tour guide. Ah, have that up here. Oh wow. Susan with a makeshift knife or shiv. <laughs> His name is Susan in that. Oh, that's right. I've or you could call that. me Susan. Oh. <laughs> To RIP, yeah, it seems like the, yeah, it seems like the Alcatraz gift shop. They're like, well, we can only stock one DVD. What is yeah. the quintessential Alcatraz movie? It's The, the Rock. rock. And choice. also, but you can get the double disc, double feature with The Rock and Con Air for some reason. <laughs> right. Con Air takes place in the same universe as The Rock. It sure does. <laughs> it's like it, a yeah. yeah. It's like the Kevin Smith. Yeah. There's yeah. The, the, right. The sure. It's the, yeah. the Kevin Smith verse. Where the, the rules Jersey are, verse. there are no rules. <laughs> So okay, so you're in this sensory deprivation. So I thought store. I'm getting all stressed out with this festival. What better way to decompress? I'm going to book myself a float, as they call it, uh-huh. for a couple of days after the festival. And so I come back the Wednesday after Bridgetown, and uh, I get the full spiel from um, a guy who I f- I feel like he probably didn't have dreadlocks, but in my mu- he should Some, his essence had yeah, dreadlocks. Yeah, I understand. You know there I mean? is that person that when you envision them. Yeah, I can't picture him now except by putting dreadlocks on his head, which probably weren't there. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I signed up for it, and uh, you you go into a private room. Like, first, you get a spiel about how like, the the above all else, don't touch your eyes because <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's the biggest sensory <laughs> deprivation. Don't touch your eyes because they put you in this um, covered bathtub that's that's filled with super salinated water. So it's, okay. I think it. They say they dissolve 800 pounds of salt in every tank. Okay. So it's two or three times more salty than even the Dead Sea. So you float really high in the water because the water is so dense. So when you're lying in the water, the water only reaches about halfway. Like half of your body is fully out of the water the whole yeah. time. Wow. Um, but you don't ever t- touch your face or your eyes because it's so salty. It'll, it'll burn uh, immeasurably. But anyhow, so yeah, you go in there for an hour or so and you just naked? experience you get, there naked? you get in there naked. There's a mm-hmm. shower, you you they give you um a thing to put your contacts in if you have them, you shower up, uh you lie in there and then at the end of the hour they have some music that'll start to play slowly to get you out of your out of your stupor, but um yeah, for an hour you experience nothing. And the one I did in Portland, they they did it what really you, well. What are, you, what are you dropping on nothing? I what dropped you... in 50 bucks an hour on nothing. Wow, is okay. how much it was. It's about the same as a massage. Um but I would say it was better than a massage as far as the way I felt afterwards. Really? Yeah. I, I just It was like a total hitting the reset button on your brain. Uh-huh. It sounds so cheesy to say, but it, yeah. it, it really worked. Because I like, I like a massage because you just check out for an hour. Sure. And yeah. there's like just, you know, and you're just feeling good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like it when they start like, you know, pulling your leg up and shit like that. But like, you know, when you're just getting a massage, you can just kind of, you're not, you don't have to do anything yeah. for an hour. Yeah. And it feels really good. And our yeah, I mean, go-go I think, lives. I think, I think, the, for, yes. Uh, I think that, I mean, pop. Podcasting. <laughs> uh, no, but know. like, but as the guys that do what we do, and sure. like, you know, we're comics, and we're always like, you know, we we can, we're always stressing out about ideas or trying to think of like the next thing that's happening, the show tonight, yeah, yeah. the idea or like the thing I'm working out with my friends, the video, and then like you can feel overwhelmed by not doing anything really physically at all. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the the stressful part about about you know comedy and, and creativity is certainly not the hours but it's it yeah it is that like what do i use my brain space for like yeah. what am i am i thinking about the right thing now like yeah, what am i exactly. using my brain power to do and so how do you not think 
when you're in there. It's at least the first half hour, and they say you get better at this the more you do it. But yeah, you definitely spend the first big portion of it thinking about trying not to think about things, or you're still, you know, your your brain's still spinning about just the stress of your life. Do you focus on your breathing? I I was just trying to focus on. Thinking of reasons why I didn't have to think about things one at a time going through. I'm like, okay, I don't – okay, I don't have to think about the festival right now. I can stop thinking about that. Okay, I give myself permission sure. to stop thinking about that. I don't have to worry whether or not Con Air and Face Off take place at the same universe. I don't have to think about whether that plane was hijacked anywhere near the Bay Area. Um, <laughs> yeah, it takes a while. It takes a while to, to let yourself completely go. But then eventually you do start to sort of – I don't want to say hallucinate, but um, – and maybe I actually fell asleep. I'm not sure. I could have been dreaming, but at certain times it felt like I was falling or like that the thing was tilting and I was moving around. Um, but I guess – well, I guess here's, here's, my, here's my main question is were you ever at any point – did you feel tempted to jack off? Because <laughs> you're nude. Yeah. You're deprived of I'd be a your, liar. Your I'd be a liar if I said that didn't cross my mind. What, and what did you what was that process yeah, like? When relaxing. did you just de- when did you decide to jack off or not Here's jack off? Here's my logic. I'm thinking if if this water is so salty that <laughs> getting it in your eye would be bad. Yeah. I'm imagining pee hole not going to be that great cuz if yeah. you ever you know, oh. you've ever gotten some soap in there accidentally when you're sure, showering sure, it's, sure. it's not a pleasant experience. I'm just imagining this uh, super salinated water. Also, I'm imagining there's kind of like a code of of conduct we've all there's an implicit yeah. agreement that hey, but i mean i know us are gonna jack off in the tub but i hope <laughs> but i hope regardless of whether or not you're jacking off they're replacing the water between people right no they can't that's so much really i mean how could they they, they yeah, do okay. I guess you're right. they say they that's filter gross. it yeah i mean i yes. would jack off in it to teach them a lesson <laughs> just to mark your territory yeah. it's like hey man you guys should you guys should really clean these out people are jerking off in there who me but that's not the point <laughs> Some I have a good authority. But no somebody one stopped me. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have. You yeah. could have. You sat idly by like George Bush reading to a. No. Um, <laughs> wow, getting real political. This man. is yeah. my 9-11, You guys. <laughs> I want to know. Do you think about it now, though? Do you think of does it? Some is it something you want to kind of go jack do, off in a sense of deprivation? No, no. Just like go. Do you, like do you sometimes think like I'm getting pretty stressed. I wouldn't mind just fucking checking out and going into a deprivation thing. Funny you should ask because I did think that exact thing, and I was telling my friends how great this experience was in Portland, and I talked some friends into going with me down to Venice. Where we tried it there and very different experience, very different level of quality control. Because every once in a while, a guy lifts the tank and then tries to get you to sign up for a medical marijuana. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is all we're doing here, man. The guy who gave us the instructions had obviously fried his brain on acid to the point that all he could do was start to finish, do the instructions. And if any words were interjected, he'd have to start over with the whole oh, thing. No. His brain just had a loop no. that it knew that thing. Um and just like it was just. What shoddy. was the name of the place in Venice? Did it have a? Did it have an indie rock? Oh, I name? can't remember. But it's good because I'm trashing it. Yeah. The place in Portland, I wholeheartedly recommend. Okay. Float on on Hawthorne. Yeah. It actually was great. It was a float on through to the other side. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but the Portland one, they got the water temperature exactly right, so you couldn't even feel where water stopped and air began. Like you literally couldn't feel anything. Yeah. But the one in Venice, the temperature was just slightly off. So I, I was very aware that I was still. In the world, and I could okay. still hear, I think, occasional noises from outside of the business um, that just kind of took me out of it. It wasn't as great an experience, but um, yeah. I mean, it's still worth trying. It's, it's it's a thing that's worth doing once because I think you do kind of surprise yourself with uh, 
where your brain can go. Yeah, I've always thought about that. Like, I like, I've gotten really into these, uh, like, meditation audio things where it's, uh, they play, like, a pulse. Okay. Then they'll play, like, you know, like, kind of sounds over it and maybe some nature sounds on top of that. But I'll just lie down and close my eyes and just play that stuff uh, in my earbuds. And it fucking, it's great. You yeah, know, it's just a nice and just you don't think about anything besides this pulse that like and there's different types where it's like this one will make you motivated and this pulse will make you feel. Oh, you interesting. Know, there's a different pulse for different yeah. feelings. It's all these different like, you know, this one's seven megahertz or yeah. whatever. Uh, I'm getting really into those things. Yeah. Lately. And I, I guess I guess my my thing about that stuff is that and I, I feel like I am trying to do more like therapeutic stuff for myself, like do things that are, you know, that are in the line of self-care. But I guess. You know, doing comedy stuff, it is a little hard to take that stuff seriously sometimes. And I imagine being in a sensory deprivation tank, I'd be like, I'm going to jack off here and talk about it on the podcast. Like that would be – that is my original instinct. Uh, But yeah, and I – was there a little hump to get over with that in meditation pulses? Well, I mean I – it's just something that made me feel good and so I just kind of did it. It wasn't really – it was – I just kind of – you know, I, I'm, I subscribe to this, you know, you know, this thing called RDO, which uh-huh. is like, you know, you can listen to stream music and just anytime there's new episode, I'll just listen to anything. And like, yeah. uh, in like, I just saw, I was like, and it was when I was still working at the soup and I was just stressed all the time. And I would just like put it, the headphones on at work and just start, you know, working with that going on. And I was like, man, this is making me feel great. Wow. And then I was like, I want to try to just lie down and listen to it. And it just, oh, interesting. And it hasn't. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm the first. Do you first felt to, like your work was better when you were doing it? Did you notice a? a, a I noticed that, in I, that I just I finished stuff. Uh-huh. You know, I, I didn't like uh, I didn't have a chance to <clears throat> like stop writing a sketch or yeah. psych myself out. You know, when you're just trying to finish, you just like the main thing you got to do when you're writing anything is just finish it. Uh-huh. Finish it first. Fucking fix it later. You know. Mm-hmm. And so like I was just like, you know, like. Not finishing stuff because of the environment. You're in an f- office and it sucks. And you hear people saying, you know, oh, two more days to the weekend. You know, it's not a good environment for creativity because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's all been covered. <laughs> hey, the fire alarm's going off. We better get out of yeah. here. Sorry, man. And so, yeah, I felt it kind of helped me and it helped me, it gave me a, a, a chance to just organize my thoughts. And, and that's actually the stuff that prompted me to try going to like a, a therapy for the yeah. first time in my life i was like wow. i was like wow like because you know i put it off where i'm like i'm smart enough to figure it out sure like, i'm not crazy like i like drinking all the time but i'm not a psycho <laughs> like you guys have seen me drunk like it's like yeah. I, I keep it together pretty well yeah. better than like a lot of our other friends you know very one of my favorite drunks you are yes yeah, I'm fucking, I'm, delightful I, I love it i love it and um and so like i went you know I went to therapy and like it's uh it's just been it's it's nice. It's nice. It's like it's it's like a massage where you get you pay somebody for this hour where you could be completely selfish and you do not have yeah. to reciprocate anything. <laughs> and it's and it feel and it's it like I, it's like I correlated to doing that stuff like we're like getting a massage where you know, it's like they're you know it's like if you have a girlfriend or anything like that, you know, and they're like do you want a massage? You go sure, but then there's that point like in the middle of it you're like and now, uh, now I have to give it a massage is the worst. Yeah. The hands cramp, you get sweaty. <laughs> if you're doing it to a girl, you get a boner no matter what. Sure, yes. Like and it just that's what happens. Yeah. And, but like that. I I feel like when I am giving a girlfriend a massage, I will initiate sex so I can stop giving the massage. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh boy, I really don't want to do this. Hmm. 
what's the and then yeah I mean he's like oh I had this planned all along this was an erotic fantasy that Jordan cooked up because no I just my hands hurt yeah my hands hurt it was it started yeah <laughs> yeah that's uh, that's the sad part about like when you're in a relationship it's just like just the massage no uh <laughs> no funny business yeah just upper back shoulders because yeah. then you get them like relaxed and then they're tired and they're yeah. like well. What yeah, is yeah. Jonah? I wanted to ask you were you were at the soup for a while. What and you left kind of recently, a couple months ago. Yeah, well, I was at Web Soup for a while. Yeah, um, and then and then like the a, soup proper. And then the soup proper for a year, mm-hmm. and then I left. Uh, I left. Yeah, pretty much almost exactly to the week. So, man, maybe it's been a while since you haven't had a nine to five. Yeah, what's it like? It's great because I'm it's actually heavy. I'm actually maybe a couple weeks into my first nine to five since, zone. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Wait, but you, like, you I, left... Yeah, I left Fuel TV at the beginning of this year, yes. but it just so happened. Uh, I was kind of just lucky enough to go from little web project to little web project that was that had an office environment to it. Yeah. Oh, okay, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, for a while there, I was just, I, I was just keeping an office schedule just, you know, kind of... By the grace of God, and, and uh, I'm... But yeah, so, but it, it has stopped. And I'm yeah. interested. I want to hear about what your nine, what your nine to five list time is done. It's great. It's great. You think, yeah. you try you you think like how am I going to fill up all that time that mm. I because you know when you when you have a job you you know you're always like oh I, I fucking I got to run these errands I got to sure. go get this stuff and yeah. you get it all done and but you're just kind of exhausted and that was the thing that was getting hard with being you know nine to five and then also like you know trying to develop and grow a relationship that I'm really stoked on yeah. you know mm-hmm. and. And then also working on stand-up and working – doing the podcast and stuff like that. And then I I was like – I felt overwhelmed by everything. And that was like when I started doing the meditation stuff. Oh, OK. And also to like do, – do doing all that stuff and then like pour yourself into like that stuff and then be trying to be emotionally available for a girlfriend. Right. And it's just like you're just – you have it. You know there's nothing of you left. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so you're just like, well, let's just watch TV. Right. And, you know, because you're just tired of going out at night and doing shows and stuff like that. And I was so I was like I was like man it's like I'm gonna have all this time yeah but it's a lot like when you uh, when you think you when you when you start making more money and you're like I'm gonna have all this extra money mm-hmm. but all everything just adjusts itself yeah. right everything adjusts itself and I, I still feel just as busy as I did I'm seeing more movies I want to see that's yes <laughs> yeah. I've noticed that too yeah. I've seen so many movies yeah. Yeah, and it's great. I've seen so many movies um, it's great I love but being is, up to date with that stuff me too it's yeah. fun uh, it is interesting that like. That like in a weird way, like no girl wants to say, "Oh, I've got an unemployed boyfriend." Like that's embarrassing. Yeah. But in a weird way, an unemployed boyfriend is kind of the best boyfriend, as long as he's got like you know some cash. Sure. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. a broke and, and self esteem because right, I've been on the other end of that where I didn't oh. know what my next gig was going to be, and uh-huh. I kind of because a man needs. I mean, not that I attach that much of my sense of self worth to sure. my Being profession, but you you've need, got a sweet. You know, Andy, you've direction. got a sweet pool. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. But that, I know what, yeah. And that's the thing that's like uh, like hard, like it goes back to the whole stress thing of what we all deal with is that, you know, we're always looking forward to the next thing. We're always like, you know, even, whether it be like a show tonight or yeah, yeah. like an improv show the next day or uh, like a shoot I'm doing or like I'm like me and my friends are going to pitch something. You're always leaning forward. You're always kind of like yeah. trying. You're always like you're, you're leaning forward so your feet always have to catch yourself and you're always walking and moving forward. And you never really just like stand up straight. And just like in, like you're just never right. there, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. it can get it can get really ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like after a certain amount of time, I, I can't remember where I started with this idea. Uh, no, no, no. You, you can stand up straight now. You have the time to, is what you're saying. Yeah, sort of. yeah, you exactly. Get I, in I have, the moment, I have time to like you know assess what it is I want to do. But 
Uh, so, oh no, now I remember. Like, so when you're moving forward like that all the time, yeah. and then like all of a sudden you, there's like you're moving forward, but you're like, oh, there's nothing. I'm not leading towards anything. Yeah. And then that's what destroys you. Yeah. When you're like, I don't have even if it's not even like it doesn't even have to be a pain gig. You need that thing. Just a just a purpose in life, yeah, kind exactly. of just a point. I mean, otherwise, what are you providing to this mate? You know, it sort of goes back to some evolutionary thing. I'm sure of being a provider. I, yeah, you know, I could. All yeah. I have is my erotic massage. Yes, and like <laughs> a you want a minute massage, and you want to think that it's like you have. You know, if anything, just like I'm an artistic person, and they, uh, you know, I'll offer them that. Right. And then, like when you have nothing, like that happened when I was uh, I was living with a girl downtown and like you know i had a bunch of stuff going on then we got back together i've heard i've heard some bad things about these downtown ladies <laughs> i've heard that they can be i don't know yeah. I, I could have told you not to get involved with a downtown lady yeah. well you know it was downtown it was crazy yeah it was the mid 2000s sorry well, boys yeah. it's frog town <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my favorite things forget it guys it's little armenia yeah. oh can i forget it jake it's frog yeah okay forget it jake it's historic filipino uh, town <laughs> a a a little detour. Here is one of maybe I think the funniest things I've ever said that I think has gotten just totally passed over. Um, do you guys know how at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery they play movies sometimes? Yes, yeah. Sinispia. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, yeah. So what what happens is it sounds very grim when you when you say it to somebody who who uh, who isn't familiar with it. But there's a there's or a, respects the dead or is right religious. right yeah. who is yeah, yeah exactly. who has any kind of spirituality <laughs> at all who yeah. isn't dead inside. Uh, there's this cool uh, cemetery in Hollywood and they will project a movie up on one of the mausoleums and then people will come with blankets and, and it's Trader great. Joe's wine. It's a lot. It's of fun. very yeah. fun. Other than it being maybe a little bit creepy. <laughs> But you're not sitting on the bodies. There's a there's a zone. There's kind of a park free zone yeah. where you're, you're not. You, oh, but you you park your bikes on top of the bodies. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you chain your fixie to. Uh, to a, position the porta potties over though. You don't old, actually stand yeah, on. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, the porta potties. Yeah. Literally pissing on the graves. Yeah. Um, so the first time I went to one of these, it was uh, Chinatown, and it was for my friend Jake's birthday. Jake, the name of the main character from uh, Chinatown. Oh no. And so you know, so after this, it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a, um, an ordeal to get out. It's very crowded, yeah. and then people are, um, you know, and everybody's got these little picnics. So everybody's kind of filling up these garbage cans with their picnic leavings. <clears throat> and me and Jake, after watching Chinatown, mm-hmm. we're uh, throwing everything away at the bin, and he's like, "Ah, the the bin's full. I don't. I we probably I can't we can't get anything else in the bin." And I said, "Forget it, Jake." It's crowded cemetery movie. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I like it. Anyway, I, uh, I like that too. Sorry, I like it yeah. a lot. I would have uh, given you a high five or whatever the appropriate, whatever your gesture of appreciation of yeah. choice is. Yeah, you should have reacted like Showtime at the Apollo, <laughs> like an audience member. If there was any justice in the world, everyone around me would have reacted like I yeah. was. I was Cat uh, Williams at Showtime at the Apollo. Yeah, doing a mic yeah. drop. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you were saying about your uh, spiritual journey, Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was I? I thought we'd moved on. Would we moved on. <laughs> Chinatown, Frogtown, Frogtown. Oh, you were t- you were saying you were Forget dating it, a girl. You were, it's you were dating. Yeah, you were dating a girl yeah. downtown. Forget it, Jordan. It's a little easy. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, that's the thing uh, where you know. I then I had stuff going on. and We got together, and then all of a sudden, you know, stuff kind of dried up, which it does. We all know how that sure, works. Yep. I had nothing, and it was I was it was starting to bug me, and I was like getting kind of depressed. And she's like, "I thought stuff was going on. I thought you had. I thought you were good now." And like uh, it destroys you as a guy, yeah, yeah. And it's weird because it is, it is, you know. As we're all very, you know, like we're aware guys, we're not into the idea of being a man, you know. But mm-hmm. it's like every once in a while that strikes a chord, and sure, you're like, totally. I need to give. 
Like it's the whole idea of like, you know, if you're just going to get coffee with a girl, you pay for the coffee. Yeah, yeah right, know? absolutely. I you know, I'm always surprised. I feel like I feel like on 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 recent dates, I sometimes get a get a shocked reaction when I automatically grab the check. Is that not how it's done these days? Are 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 we in a generation of non-paying guys? Well, I think I feel just, like well, a lot of, I mean maybe it's respectful to react with shock and surprise on the girls like, "Oh, thank you. No one ever does." Maybe that's just like a little I bit of I think that's just a polite thing cuz then it also yeah. it like it reciprocates you going like, "Yeah, it is a good thing to do." And everyone wants to fucking not spend money, have money spent yeah. on that. Right, right, right. Yeah. On a surface level you want that. But yeah, as a guy if you do they, the girl who's the breadwinner for a long time, it does chip away at your your sense of self worth, but yeah, yeah I, I try to offer for the most part when I when I can to pick up the check. I do. I take umbrage with women who uh, don't even do that first fake attempt. <laughs> I, I expect I'm right. fine with paying, but I want the first fake attempt. Yeah, you want you want the Me idea too. of going Dutch. Yeah, yeah I want them yeah. to say no, no, and, and I it can, does, I and it does make you pay, feel. It does. It is like it is like the modern equivalent of like taking down that saber toothed tiger when you can tell her put it away. Like <laughs> yeah. that is like yeah. like forcing getting her yeah. to an un. Reach her hand from and, the purse. And the thing is, and we all know the other side of that because I'm sure we all have like friends that are rich and you yeah. don't get food with them. And like, you know, you do the slow, <laughs> like, because it's like you know how yeah. much money they have. Yeah. You know? <laughs> just like, it's like, oh, I got this. Oh, thanks, bud. Yeah. But I think because cool. this I, is nothing to you. Yeah. That's funny. Maybe my, my rich friend. I mean, I've got some I podcast guess. cash I can throw down, <laughs> network TV guy. <laughs> I feel like I know some people that do the op that, that just don't even acknowledge that they could be everyone's on their own just to keep. And I feel like that might be a good strategy if you are trying to maintain real friendships with people mm-hmm. and make sure you don't have hangers on. You know, yeah. If you were that person, maybe you don't even act like anything's assumed and you don't cover everybody else. But I don't know. I feel like if I if I made it big, I would always cover bar tabs. I think. Yeah, and I you know, I'm I'm not close to making it big, but I have that always that feeling. If I have like a couple extra bucks, get a little bin cash. <laughs> get a little bin cash. You know what's crazy is I don't, uh, but everyone started treating me like I do. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So for the uh, for the home listener, uh, Jonah has been seen in a series of Bing commercials. Two Bing commercials. You are very genial in them. I think they are you. good that's, commercials. That's the big response. Did you are you, you seem polite? <laughs> right. It sure looked like you were having fun up there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're not farting up there yeah, in those commercials. No, no. Uh, it's kind of a man on the street thing. Yeah. But you, you maybe people are assuming you're making banker. Well, it's because they see it everywhere. Yeah, and I do main, see it everywhere. Definitely. You see it everywhere online. It's been on TV. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've seen it on TV. It's too. been on TV, but it was like it's like mostly everyone's like, ah, I can't watch a YouTube video or I can't watch anything on Hulu without seeing you. Yeah. And so they just assume, as I would, sure, that yeah. like this means money. Yeah. And um. And I've gotten a good amount of money from it, but it's like you know, it's online money. Like I just got a right. I just got a little check for like you know, for fifty bucks. Sure. And like that's kind of like that was like three weeks ago and by, and I got a fifty dollars respectable, check. <laughs> but maybe not. Yeah, it's yeah, not, okay. like so. It's uh, it's weird when like a lot of my friends are just like uh, they're on, doing the this. they're doing the slow reach for yeah, the wallet yeah. these days. Like, <laughs> like well, Mr. Bing, and I'm realizing like uh, I'd rather not like you know, I'd rather not be in that. Commercial. Sure. Like it's just like the assumed it wasn't money worth the, yeah, the change in status to your friends, kind of to have that little paycheck. Yeah, it's uh, just, and it's like you know, I thought when you're in a big commercial like that, I thought you know, I was like, oh, that sets you up for the year. I never, yeah, you know, that was my first commercial. Yeah. Oh, huh. You're like that sets me up for a nice road trip to 
<laughs> to that fills up my car Mendoc- now. Yeah, yeah, Mendocino. Yeah. Where is, wait, where is Mendocino? It's not even know. near here, is it? There's a, there's a, for, uh, to, to explain a joke from the first portion of the show, there's a trendy sandwich place in L.A. now called Mendocino Farms. Well, you know what? The first Mendocino Farms I ever went to was at the SFO airport. Oh, I didn't know that. It's great. Yeah. It's, I mean, it is a great sandwich. It's one of those things that is like kind of so trendy and when you go there, there's like an obnoxious line and, you know, the clientele's a little bit obnoxious. But fuck, this is a good sandwich. It's so yeah. good. I like good sandwiches. I'm, I'm bummed I'm going back onto a uh, slow-carb diet. Oh, really? Uh, mm. Or just maybe probably no carb. It's a um, sandwich. That's a sandwich-free situation. A sandwich-free oh, situation. Or a lettuce wrap situation? Pff, I'm not even going to bother. But that's not even. No, I mean, what, it's a, you know, have you ever tried getting the protein version of an In-N-Out burger? Oh, no. I, it sounds like you it's realize, the point. You realize how much the bun brings to the table. Oh, God. You realize yeah. how much Oh, that In-N-Out that's bun just, is everything. Yeah. That's the whole And it's funny, too. If you, look to the, if you look at the breakdown of like how much – like how horrible all that stuff is for you – the bun is like the most calories, oh, more so than the fun. cheese really? and the patty. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah, you know. But I feel like if you're in that situation, like, oh, I should get a bunless In and Out burger. You should probably just go on the hunt for a delicious salad because that yes. bunless In and Out burger is probably nothing. You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> uh, but like, you know, that's you know, a good salad usually has cheese in it. Got to cut out the cheese. No, yeah. Oh. Wait, I thought cheese was okay on a, on a no carb situation. But this is a slow carb slow thing. Carb. This is just basically meat, meat, beans, and vegetables. Is okay. all you could really do. No and fruit. You can't even have fruit. Yeah, I've, I've, oh, I think I was yeah. talking to a friend sugar. who was on this, and there's too much sugar. Yeah, in and that. I did it uh, a while back, and I lost you know like 15 pounds within a month. Okay, and it was great. Is this purely yeah. for weight loss reasons? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not for health. Okay. Oh. Uh, it's for I just like you know I was a real fat kid, and then like I lost weight, and then like I find I just I see myself fluctuating, like, yeah. you know, all the time, and I want to just try and see if I can drop it down. I want to I want to look like. You want to look like an Andy Wood. I want to look like Andy Wood. Andy Wood's a Andy Wood's a nice looking. I mean, Andy I think you are both nice looking guys. Well, and Jonah, Andy, you are not a you're not a fat guy. I, I know, mean, I know. But Andy Wood at a pool party will take his shirt off. I'll yeah. hesitate. Yeah, I mean, Andy Wood does have some very good pool parties. I mean, if you can ever, if you are ever lucky enough to be in the LA comedy community, maybe you will get an invite to an Andy Wood pool I did party, a show and it's a next delight. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, and I bombed. I tried to do like uh, I tried to you read tried like, to do... poems that I wrote when I was fifteen and like comment on them, <laughs> and it seemed to do nothing but bum everybody out. That's not I, pool party. I material. thought it was funny, and I'm not just saying that because I'm the host of the party. That yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was a good set. Thanks, thanks. It was just like I was like I was like, oh, it's a pool party. This is this is something fun. I wanted to try something new. Yeah. Yeah. You need to like yeah. what's the deal with those inflatable alligators? Yeah, I thought pool it'd be like, a fun thing to do. Where's the pool marinara? I don't. I'm just riffing here, man. I don't know if that's even riffing. Yeah, you're right. It's just making puns. <laughs> Here's what you didn't factor into account okay. is that this audience at nightfall wa- watching this comedy show had been drinking next to the pool, yeah. had been drinking in the sun for the past <laughs> six to eight hours. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, an untold amount of alcohol. And yeah, you, you combine the sun. Like the sun is just like stirring the pot for everybody's. Not, it's not even the drunkenness. It's just the tiredness and the just you're just logy and uh, yeah. not in the, it's the worst possible comedy crowd. It's Nobody, a lot of energy to put out. Yeah, uh, like you know, to be drinking all day, then to laugh on top of that, sure. you know, because your voice is probably already pretty hoarse. You just want to go, nah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's not a that's not a sound a comedian wants to hear. Yeah, yeah. Even like if it tr- is an approving grunt, it's like trying to get drunk and then going to see a movie. Where yeah, you just, you're like, Ooh. oh man, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. To get tired. I just I want to chat so I can stimulate my brain and not <laughs> fall asleep. I did that that night actually. After drinking all day and then watching comedy by the pool and drinking even more, I went to go see Brave. 
Oh. In 3D. Oh, and before going to see that, I looked up at the sky and I noticed, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I've never noticed that there are two very bright, exactly equally bright stars right next to each other in the sky. I'm like, how, how would I? <laughs> then I turned my head and the two stars turned. I was like, oh, oh boy. Okay. Uh, so I went to see a 3D movie with double vision. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and I hated it. I hated Brave, and I can't tell if it was because I was drunk or because it was one of the worst Pixar movies yet. Oh, huh. Was it bad? Have you guys seen I it? Saw I didn't it. see it. I uh-huh. saw it. I, I, you know, I thought it was fine. I don't, okay. I don't put too much onto movies. I don't, you know, I go, I, I'm, I'm spending time and money on going to this thing, and I'm, yeah. fuck, you know, I'm damned if I'm not going to have a good time at least. Right. Yeah. What, yeah. Let me know. And Andy, you are, you do have a nine to five, right? You have a office you go into these days? Yeah, I've been working for the last three weeks on uh, Whitney Cummings has a new show on E. It's oh, actually okay. going to be right after The Soup called That's Love right. You, Mean It, a talk show that starts on Wednesday. Say, no like you, say like, love you, mean it. Love you, mean it. Love you, mean it. <laughs> Are you it. writing on that? Uh, I know I'm I'm an associate producer. That's great. That means yeah, no, it's I, I actually I'm really excited about it. I'm super yeah. proud of it. It's going to be funny. Yeah, that's great. Uh, well, I was gonna my 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 I was gonna go back to the topic of unemployment movies, like going oh, yeah, to yeah. see a movie in the middle of the day. That is a treat. Yeah, I used to see me and Josh Fadem always used to run into each other like back in the day. Yeah, like you know, fucking eight years ago of just like running into each other and being like. Like, uh, hey, hey, hey. Noon, yeah, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Noon showing at Noon's the cool. uh, Vista, huh? Right, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. What, uh, what, what's your, been your favorite unemployment movie so far? So far? Recently. Um, Bernie. I watched Bernie. Oh, isn't Bernie good? Yeah, I liked I Bernie liked a, a lot. lot, too. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was a, it was a, it was kind of a, uh, just a nice song for, you know, Texas or Texans. Yeah. It just talks about their, you know, like. It just—it's very much about like Texan people, sure, more than anything else. Yeah, no, that's where all my my extended family is from. Oh, so really? It was kind of nice. Yeah, it definitely seemed to ring very true. I mean, other than actually using real people, yeah. which I don't think it—it's not really explicit in that these are real people. You kind of have to find that out afterwards. I didn't know. I thought I thought they were just really good actors. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it is yeah. nice. They're all very funny. Oh, and you mean the actual? I thought you meant it's based on a true story. You mean it the is, actual no, cast is? So it's well, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's based on a true story. I read up on it. That's my favorite thing to do afterwards after seeing something yeah. that was like based off of something true and just like mm-hmm. reading all about it uh, and seeing like the like maybe some of the horrible parts they left out or some of the like right, fantastical right. parts they put in. And uh, they're uh, so all the actors in the in the you know all the real actors do all the stuff, but they have like it's like the movie is narrated by just these people talking about all that stuff that happened and about this guy and this lady and this all the stuff, uh-huh. and you know they're just so good, and you realize that they're just they're the actual people from that town that wow. that happened in. Yeah, it's a great it's a really great device, mm-hmm. and I think. Yeah, I mean, artistically, it's great. I I can't help but shake the feeling that practically, it's like Jack Black's like, I've got two weeks to make an indie movie. I can yeah. be in two thirds of this. Um, yeah, but it is a terrific movie, and he is. It is so great to see Jack Black in like a non fluffy, you know, yeah, like an actual no, movie. Yeah, again, an actual movie, know? and I think that's going to happen more now. I think he, you know, he he fucking had his big huge moment of mm-hmm. you know schlock. And sure. I think I think he's gonna. He be had his thoughtful. big multi-million dollar bird watching movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I couldn't watch that. 
Gotcha. Uh, I, I, that was one of the last junkets I did for Fuel, and I went to see that D. Jack Black, Steve Martin, Owen Wilson bird watching movie. Yeah. I forgot that already came and went. Yeah, the I big year. No yeah. Already... It, it's, it's a weird movie in that, like, if you see the commercials, it looks like it's maybe kind of a, like a middle aged bucket list. It looks like yeah. these guys are just on vacation. No, it's yeah. about bird watching. Also, every scene is about bird watching. Like, it's yeah. not like. All that. And when they're not explicitly bird watching, they're talking about it. So it's like it's How? funny that they had to, you know, chop up the four sentences in the movie that aren't about bird watching to yeah. make this trailer. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's it is, crazy. and there are no jokes in the movie. Yeah, there's a passion project from some director who's an ornithologist or something. How did, yeah, how did it's that weird. It does seem like someone is just super into bird watching. I guess what I would guess if I were if I were to make a an uninformed Hollywood guess is that someone wrote some sort of. Crazy dodgeballish take on bird watching movies. Oh. That there's you know there's a hotshot bird watcher played by Owen Wilson. There's a schlubby bird watcher played by Jack <laughs> Black. And you know it makes maybe this kind of raunchy kind of comedy you would see on FX in the afternoon mm-hmm. or something. But yeah, and then I don't know something happened and somebody decided that family friendly movies are more profitable and it changed because it it is yeah. so dull. It is really a dull movie. Um, another I watched Hitchcock. Oh, how was that? I saw Hitchcock. It's okay. Okay. It's not the it best. It seems like maybe it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I want to check out The Girl now, which is the HBO Hitchcock oh, yeah, movie sure. that just came out. Uh, yeah. I, I like Hitchcock, the the one that's out in theaters, I wanted to see. I thought it was going to delve more into just the you know the production and all the – and it, it did talk a lot about just making Psycho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, I don't think they could have shown too much of it legally. Uh, and it does end up being like telling a story that I didn't know about that, mm-hmm. you know, his wife, Alma, like was his collaborator since his very first movie. And that like – and she's a huge part of what makes makes Hitchcock movies <clears> good. <throat> like she's like – you know, everyone's like, well, she knows how to edit stuff and she's like good at, you know, like producing and she can write up and punch up scripts. Like she's uh-huh. the reason like his uh-huh. stuff is so good. And it t- talked a lot about that. So that was good. But overall, it was just kind of this like, you know, yeah, yeah it's fun. All right. I saw I saw the other day this um, this movie that Tim Heidecker is in called The Comedy. Have you guys heard about this? Yeah, yes. yeah, I heard about it. Uh, anybody seen it? No, nobody. No, not yet. No. Uh, this is a really weird. This is a really weird slog of a movie. Um, it's very very slow. It's very very talky. Everything is shot in extreme close up. It's Tim from Tim and Eric yeah. as a kind of caricature of the world's worst hipster. Mm-hmm. And he's just awful and he, you know, he doesn't take anything seriously. There's nothing he says that's not a joke. He's not rolling his eyes at, you know. They go to a they go to a church randomly and and you know, Instagram themselves in goofy, you know, in goofy poses on the pews. Um, you know, it's super slow. It has a real non-ending. It's it's real tough to watch. Um, I think there's a lot of there is there is value in seeing it, but it, I thought it was interesting that it came out the same time as that uh, New York Times thing everybody was spreading around about irony. Has anybody oh, read this? No, no. You know, Neil no. Mahoney was telling me about that, and you know, it's like there's a test you can take. How often do you reference a movie? How often do you reference your childhood? Oh, funny. Yeah, and like I was like, oh, is really referencing a movie? Is that like a really a hipster trait? Yeah, I was wondering, and it's funny because the yeah, these things do seem to be talking about the same kind of guy who yeah. like can't stop making a joke, and you know who doesn't take anything seriously. Uh, I don't know. I I I kind of liked the movie. Hard, it's a hard recommendation, but I was wondering, do you guys? feel like you still know this guy? Do you guys still feel like you know this insufferable guy who only 
jokes around because it seems like, you know, it's kind of people are trying to comment on it now, but it feels like maybe that's over a it little bit. It feels like it's over to me. It feels yeah. like it's five or ten years ago. Yeah. yeah, it does feel like it, it is a bit past. It, oh, it's funny because, like, you know, there's that show Nathan Barley from England that, like, you know, made fun of, like, hipsters and the type yeah. of people who do that kind of stuff. And that was like I was talking to guys who made it, and this was in I think 2005. This mm-hmm. was made, or you know, four. I was talking to the guys who made it, and they were saying like, yeah, by the time it, that movie came out, like hipsters was already like a passe thing, and in uh, in England, in London, right? Yeah. And even though it was like thriving in the states, and it's just it's I I think it's way past that. I think it's like the whole idea of just a hipster thing. Like it's like yeah. even just calling someone a hipster feels like people calling somebody a hippie in the 80s and 90s. A little bit. And and I yeah, and I yeah. think that a guy like a guy now, like maybe 10 years ago, a guy who's wearing a little bow tie and has a little mustache is being ironic, but now that's just fashionable, that's right? Just like now that's, you know, that's yeah, you, when you want to look like Mumford fashion. and Sons, yeah. which is the biggest band. You know, yeah. it's like sure, yeah, it seems like some of that stuff that was done as goofs uh, you know, ten years ago has now just become fashionable. Yeah, it, I don't know. It's, it's funny because you know, I'll, I'll, I'm on Instagram mm-hmm. and like you know, sometimes I'll just take a picture of my friends, and then there's like you know, a lot of kids like Nerdist fans that follow me, mm-hmm. and so they'll they'll uh, they'll say like, look at those hipsters. I'm just like, I don't understand. Like it's I can't even is, fathom. Yeah. Like it's just someone with maybe that's a little unshaven, maybe someone with a plaid shirt. And, yeah. it, and oh, no one no one ever says plaid. They just say, look at that flannel. It's like you don't know the difference. <laughs> Like flannel's a material. Flannel's a material. Plaid is a pattern. Yeah, and they're like, it's like, oh, I don't know the new terms. I'm like, that's fucking the that's new ancient term. Gaelic. Yeah, yeah. That's like the like the best Scottish warriors. <laughs> I'll I'll devil's advocate here for a second. I did I did when we were talking about meditation and stuff. I did I I would be skeptical that I could take stuff like that seriously. That very earnest. And who's more earnest than a hippie? I'm basically nobody. I mean, it's yeah. basically being earnest. So yeah, I kind of wonder if my skepticism at like self improvement stuff, if that is like a weird, I'm, if that is a weird ironic yeah. distancing that I just I just insist on doing. I don't think so. I you yeah. know we've known each other for a very long time sure. now, and you know we've had very many uh, like serious. Conversation, yeah. You know, we've like we've gotten real with each other, sure, on, on occasion, totally. You know, and that's kind of what makes us like friends. Is that, yeah, like, like you know, when you when you you know somebody that you can actually kind of do that with and not always have to joke around, yeah. right, yeah. right. You know, especially in the world of comedy, mm-hmm. yes, or in Los Angeles in general. And so you know, you, you like that's why we've remained. You know, sure, we don't hang out all the time, but we're yeah. friends, and right? We, and we know things about each other. And I think that's just I, I don't I think that's just you worried about you know. Like how much you can commit to something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I guess, I, I guess I really like took st- like watching that movie, and reading that article. Like I did take stock of how much I joke around, and I'm like, I don't think joking around is a bad thing. I don't like, think it's I, a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, but I think I do think it gets out of control sometimes. Anyway. Yeah, no, I don't think it's a. Ba- I think I have the same sort of love hate thing with with yeah. hippies because I think part of me is jealous because they really do believe what they. What they say they believe, right, you yeah. Know? And like, it I, seems fun. It seems yeah. like a fu- like if I could like commit a hundred percent to being just like a fucking Burning Man, yeah, live yeah. at a friend's house, seems... backpack kind of guy. I bet it's great. The reason I make fun of hippies in my act is because that is just so short sighted, and often it just masks this actual selfishness and disregard for others. Yeah, you know, and I've seen it firsthand because I had to. I mean, I'm not going to do the bit, but I I rented my house out in Portland to these hippie girls who who just destroyed it. Like, had no respect yeah. for this space. And you can do the bit, if, so do the bit if you want to. I won't. I won't call no, you out if I'll, you do the bit. I'll just talk about how I I read from one of the girls' journal. Yeah, this girl uh-huh. left her journal at my house, <laughs> and I would feel bad about making fun of her on stage if she hadn't destroyed my house. You know, right. like she's yeah. 
think globally, but then I guess just fuck over your landlord. Just destroy <laughs> your immediate surroundings and leave behind. Uh, yeah, just no respect. Uh, no respect. Uh, no, res- any, anyhow, so like this girl, but she had this bucket list that was so earnest and so silly that I can't respect this person. Even though, like I said, I do, I wish I could be earnest. I wish I wish I could be committed to everything that I believe yeah. in fully and be in the moment always and stuff. But like this girl had her, uh, her journal had a bucket list in it, which uh-huh. was my favorite thing I've ever found in my life. She had uh, top 100 things to do before I die. And it was just beautiful because it was a mix of things that are actually accomplishable tasks. And, and it was like, kiss a wish. Completely no, impossible. can't do that. <laughs> Literally, she had things uh, like learn to weld, um, take care of a dog, um, dismantle systems of oppression and capitalism wherever they may exist. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, get a tattoo and then like a, an S in parentheses or tattoos, you know. Um, yeah. Learn kick-ass ninja skills, i.e. Mm-hmm. martial arts shit. Start an architecture firm. Martial build a boat. Shit. This is uh, like – this sounds like, you know, this sounds like it could be a character in the show Girls. Yeah. That's yeah. what that – like, you know, like it just – it's so ridiculous. Here's what's weird too about like hippies. You know, at least they act like they have something they believe in. Yeah. yeah. At least they have an idea of just like going – you know, at least they think – they they think they think globally, yeah. Or uh, at least they think that they're doing something good. Mm-hmm. At least they right. like you know they're taking on the persona of people that do something. When like the hipster type of person today, yeah. they they think locally, and by that I mean it's just them. Right. It's just like their body <laughs> right. is the local. You know they um you know you you it's be like they're they're copying a style. That was kind of made – they like – a copying of style of people who do stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, when like, – remember like it's like when Pastor Ribbon started showing up at bars for like five bucks. Sure. And they were thinking like, well, no, like everyone drinks that. No, you're seeing broke bands on yeah. tour drinking it because it's the only thing the venue will give them. Right. <laughs> so you see these cool bands from when they oh, were younger yeah. with Paps Boo Ribbon. You know, and then like – they. But kinda, that was purely a functional thing is what you're purely, saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The way – like, you know, I remember doing it too like uh, – like you know, I had like like little punk rock buttons, mm-hmm. but like uh, like I, I saw like guy with like you know one instead of a button on his shirt. And yeah, I, I did that, and then like I realized like oh, it's just like it was a quick fix, right? Because he's oh, on yeah, tour, yeah. and now he's, it's a fashion statement. And now it's sure. a fashion yeah, statement. Interesting. And you know, and these are people. These are people in bands. These are artist types. These are people yeah. that are making stuff. And this that's why they dress this way. That's mm-hmm. why they act this way. And that's why they are the way they are. And then like the culture of what people call hipsters uh, or the ironic culture, they have taken that as just a fashion statement. And live the life like an artist. So you talk to so many people I hear, they're living the – like they're going out, you know, to drinking at bars and they're doing these crazy things and they're, you know, playing dodgeball. What, and they're, <laughs> they're acting like they're, they're living this artist lifestyle. But are they artists? No. They have no idea what they want to do. Right. And they don't do anything. They don't provide – I'll let yeah. someone – you know, people let people let Michael Jackson pretty much like, you know, touch kids because he made something. <laughs> he made something good first. Yeah, to, exactly. To give him it's like sure. – Carte blanche yeah. to go do that. And yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. That's like, you know, that's I think maybe the weird driving force behind being an artist. Like, I could be like Have you seen asshole. Moonwalker? He yeah. turned <laughs> – <laughs> but I if think... he wants to put his finger in a butt, <laughs> he turned into a spaceship. Yeah, it's like to when... destroy Danny DeVito. It's one of those weird things. If where, I'm like... remembering that correctly, <laughs> am you, I? When yeah. you hear those, like you know, like uh, you know, you hear about your, like you know, someone you like is like he's kind of an asshole. He like he kind of always hits on you know teenage girls, and you're like ah, that fucking sucks. But you know, fucking you know, it's a good band. 
Yeah, he's in a good band. <laughs> and, um, Band's good. But yeah. that's the thing. These the the the, the fact. Maybe the he led his name to a shitty sensory deprivation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Store. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's that's the weird thing about the whole like you know at least hippies believed in something. Yeah, um, there's at least that. Yeah, it's like you know these people are just uh, they're essentially nihilist, but the they care about one thing in themselves. A- image. Yeah, yeah it's image. Just- but you're right. I saw the same thing in Portland because I think I lived in Portland in what was sort of the heyday of of hipster culture. Yeah. What and would you past. What would you call what if you were to assign a year to that? What would it be? Oh, I feel like maybe 2002, 2003. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna say because that's when Vice magazine was like fucking at its peak. Yeah, and that's like oh, you know it's funny uh, to that New York Times article. Uh, <laughs> I subscribed to the Vice Tumblr, and Vice did a did an expose on the writer where it. Uh, I don't know if it's a band she's currently in or if it's a band she was in, but the band, the writer of this article attacking irony was in some sort of real goofy band that did like only songs about literature. Uh, and, you know, they had banjos and they had little bow ties and Vice did this like tear down of her posting all these goofy pictures from her band. I'm like, oh, you guys felt attacked. You yes, guys, exactly. You guys thought that was about you. And yeah. I guess it kind of was, but uh, yeah. anyway. But that's like, so was that entire show, Nathan Barley. If you right. have to check yeah, it yeah. out because it's all about, yeah. there's like, a, you know, they they work at a magazine that's basically Vice magazine. Oh, okay. Oh, funny. Yeah. Um, but you were saying it's yeah, oh, yeah, you were, which is, yeah, I think yeah. I, I saw that that same pattern of the people who were trying the hardest weren't the ones actually creating the things. Like sure. you'd be yes. at a party, and uh, you know, a lot of Portland bands that have since blown up, like the Decemberists, were mm-hmm. playing at some warehouse show, and everybody is decked out in just the stereotypical early two thousands hipster regalia with like trucker caps and yeah. Yeah. train conductor hats, whatever it is. <laughs> train um, conductor hat, yeah. right? Yeah, Isn't that I a guess thing? so. No, no, no. I, I I've seen it. Or I mean, that's like, like a, or like a uh, Fidel um, Castro more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Oh yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, jaunty, like called, jaunty page boy cap. Yeah, all those yeah. kind of things. But the people who would be, I just distinctly remember being in line for beer uh, and having the one guy who wasn't dressed conspicuously in any way, just wearing a pretty plain shirt, was Colin Malloy, was the lead yeah, singer yeah. of the yeah. December's. Exactly. Everyone else is just out on the scene yeah, looking the part, in, but he's the one who's woodshedding overalls and <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He, and he was just looking totally normal. He doesn't have anything to prove. He's actually making something of worth. Yeah, yeah. And, yes. yeah. Exactly. Look at me. I'm like an artist is pretty much what you could say about those exactly. people. You yeah. know. And so the actual artists that they're so concerned on their art that they have they haven't had a second thought about what they're wearing. Yeah. Right. Guys, this has been a this has been a this has been a delightful this has been a delightful run. I think we I think we were all very earnest. We took a we took a time to cut the joke in a little bit. And uh, <laughs> did that make you feel okay? It did make me feel. Are good. you worried about what people? Were you worried about the what the AV club's going to say about this? Like uh, the least funny episode, the <laughs> most earnest. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> Get Jesse Thorne back in here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, they, positively went off the rails this week. <laughs> All right, Split Cider. <laughs> love the fine folks at Split Cider. They have never said a negative thing about the podcast. We uh, love them. But yeah, oh, you know, that's funny. I was I was kind of trying to, to wrap up and go to the next segment, but I will make – this is – I think this is a funny point about, about comedians is that – right. I think this is the kind of person that – you know that you would criticize for you know never being able to turn it off, always joking around, never taking anything seriously. But it's it's weird. I feel like with the advent of like the podcast and mm-hmm. Tumbling and stuff like that, that is supposed to be a little more confessional. I feel like comedians really take a lot of pride these days in being able to get serious. Like it's almost like you know yeah. it is almost like 
a little bit of a comedian badge of honor. It's like, hey, I can joke around, but on my podcast, I can get real. You yeah. know, it seems like that is something that people are consciously the doing. The new sincerity. Sure, hey. if yeah. you will. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that is that is really, you know, but it's weird too because it's also turning podcasting and all that stuff is like, you know, it's turning mm. all of us comedians into essentially just jam bands or guys that jam <laughs> right you know and we're it's like you know it's like we're guys that all do separate things comedically and artistically but we're all getting together just to fucking just, just see what happens just yeah, yeah. See what, let's just get in there just roll the tape roll the tape roll, all right see, hey. hey what comes out who knows you got this well hey we'll be back with some more jams get out there to the chill out tent uh, stay hydrated everybody we'll be back on Jordan Jesse Go Hey there, podcast listeners. Just wanted to break in one more time to thank our sponsor, Audible.com. Support for Jordan Jesse Go comes from Audible.com, a provider of digital audiobooks and more, with more than 100,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. Audible suggests that Jordan Jesse Go listeners might enjoy They Call Me Baba Booey by Gary Delabate and Chad Millman, or My Mother Was Nuts, a memoir by Penny Marshall. For a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership, go to audiblepodcast.com slash JJ go that url once again audiblepodcast.com slash jj go jesse thorne here proprietor of maximumfun.org look we had a great time in the poconos and everything but there's no way we are forgetting about our annual trip to lake arrowhead here in southern california so unless the world ends first by mayan prophecy Max FunCon West will be held May 31st through June 2nd, 2013. Join us for a showcase of elite stand-up comedy performers in the woods, plus informative classes and talks from some of the best creative minds in the nation. If you've been to Max FunCon before, get ready to reunite with your old friends. And if you're a first-timer, get ready to make a whole ton of new ones. Registration is now open at MaxFunCon.com. So act fast. Max FunCon pretty much always sells out, and we don't expect this year to be any different. Remember, go to MaxFunCon.com. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Andy Wood, man at large. Jonah Ray, larger men. God, you guys are good at that. God, you got fuck, man. <laughs> you need you guys need to give nickname lessons because yeah. we've had some lovely people in here. I've mentioned this, but really been letting us down. In the you know what it is? Department. It's probably that good mix of uh, comedians being sincere. Yeah. So we're dedicated to doing it right. Sure. So we're not going to step outside and go, ugh. It's just Jonah Ray, right? Sorry, I don't have a nickname. Okay, yeah, I'm just not kind of that guy. Oh, yeah, I'm Jonah Slappy Pappy Ray or whatever. Yeah, (laughs) then you make a fart sound. Uh, From time to time, people like to give us a call at 206-984-4FUN, 206-984-4FUN. And from time to time, we like to play those telephone calls on our air and comment on them. Now's one of those times. Uh, Brian, can you roll the first call? Hi, JJ Go. This is uh, Garrison from Iowa. I'm a rural mail carrier, and uh, I just saw a dog carrying some kind of animal head right along the road, and uh, I would have been horrified, but the dog just looked so happy. It was, I guess, a momentous occasion. <laughs> Bye. Well, I think as a mail carrier, he was glad that the dog was preoccupied because 
Dogs and mailmen do not get along. I don't know if you guys have heard. No love lost between those yeah. two. Uh, I'd like to hear the milkman's response to that one. <laughs> um, uh, uh, animal head. I wonder what kind of animal it was. Yeah, me too. I would have investigated because it could have been a doll head. It could have been like you know, oh the, yeah, uh, yeah, Wonder yeah. Mutt from summer school situation, where it's just like a little doll head. I don't understand them. that reference at all. Oh really? Wonder Nor Mutt from summer I. school. Really, the movie Summer School. I've Mark seen Harmon? the movie, but I just forgot. The yeah, the dog Wondermutt. Man, I have a feeling that this is. And this is also why I'm marrying the girl. Like, I never met anyone else besides Deanna that like knew the movie as much as I did, and that's yeah. why I, this past Halloween I was Chainsaw and she was Dave from the movie. And if you don't get that reference, nope. It's such a good movie. It's directed by Carl Reiner. I didn't know it that. was. I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, sounds like sounds like you made a good choice then. I did. In your, is that an official Jordan Jesse Go recommendation then? Yeah, I'd say. I don't know how much of it is nostalgia making me say these things. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'll, I'll take that maybe test. It's maybe one of those that's best not looked into. Summer I, school is that best not revisited? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, Courtney Thorne Smith when she was at her cutest. Ooh. Okay. Uh, do, do you guys? Andy, I guess I don't know if you have pets. Jonah, you have dogs, right? I have one dog uh, and a cat. With okay. Indiana, yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, Andy, pets? Uh, we have communally in that strange house where I live with, yeah. with the pool out back. There are four of us. Uh, Jesse Case, another comedian, mm-hmm. lives there. And then two other older gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Um, gentlemen who, of leisure? Gentlemen of leisure. <laughs> one a former soap opera actor, one a furniture salesman. Um, <laughs> and they have a dog and a cat. And okay. the cat has been known from time to time to bring us presents in the form of dead birds. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I was wondering if your guys' pets ever murder and how you felt about that. Um, my cat will go for bugs, which is fine by me. Yeah. Uh, he seems like he wants to murder us most of the time. Yeah. Uh, Just looks at you sideways. Kind of a, he's kind of an asshole. The dog, too fat to do anything. Besides okay. get belly rubs. So, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Well, terrific. Uh, Brian, why don't you play that next call? This is Julia from Minneapolis calling with a momentous occasion. I just uh, accepted a full-time job as a librarian nearly six years after getting my master's degree. Uh, so if you're thinking about library school, don't do it, Max Funsters. Don't do it. Um, but I'm really excited to be finally fully employed. Sound like she it was raining where she was at. Yeah, you yeah. hear the wipers? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was so horrified that it would be like, so I'm finally in. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Jonah, you're a regular whistler from the movie Sneakers. <laughs> Does everyone get that? I think See, people get my references, Jonah. I don't get it. Oh, okay. But thank you for laughing, though. Yeah. You're, more See, poli- I, you're more polite than me. Clearly. You laughed at I my... thought I heard the L train in the background. That's what made me think Dr. Richard Kimball might be in oh. Chicago. Oh, <laughs> we're going by auditory clues. Who else has got an L? We've got an L. Uh, yeah. Um, interesting. But no, congratulations, Julia. That's, yeah, that's great. That's, that's terrific. Right. Um, I... And I hate to keep bringing it back here, and I, I, I know, I know, I do regularly, and I, I should probably be ashamed of myself. But I recently read some sort of study about how many librarians have had sex in their libraries, and it is astonishing. Really, <laughs> I don't remember the exact number, but think about think about the percentage you think it would be. It's way more than that. Hmm. I, I don't know. I. I would if I had the ability to. I would. Yeah, I guess Something I would like, yeah. too. Because it's also like, is it after hours or is it during when they're open? Because then you have to be extra stealthy because it's quiet. Yeah, right. You yeah. have to have very quiet sex. This yeah. uh, this leads me to the question. I, I'm a listener to the program. Sure. Uh, is library school or are in fact libraries not fuckfests? Yeah. Could this be a fuckfest? <laughs> that is a great question. Because uh, Jonah, for your benefit, uh, we've been talking on the show about like a subculture to get involved with that. 
can be a fuck fest, but also isn't really embarrassing. Uh, I guess, yeah, I guess librarian is like super respectable. Like nobody will scoff at you. So you say, I'm going to librarian school. Right. Um, and yeah, maybe it is like law school where it's so intense. And somebody last week said law school was a real fuck fest. Oh, really? But we thought that maybe the cost of law school wasn't worth outweighed it. the fuck fest that would go along with it. Yeah. Isn't it just college? Yeah. Isn't college just a fuck fest? <laughs> maybe. I yeah, didn't, yeah. I didn't go, but I assume. Yeah. It, it wasn't like. for me, but one presumes it is for some other people. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's... yeah I guess – yeah, I guess like – it, it, I guess it is a fuck fest, but I guess it, once, once you get more specialized and yeah. once you get more, once it gets more intense in one direction, the fuck fest becomes it grows exponentially. Yeah. Right, and then you've got all that sexual, you got that all that repressed sexual energy in the form of hairs done up in buns and glasses that can come off to let somebody suddenly reveal yeah. their true true beauty. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, become and, more comely. And, and I guess I do know two. <laughs> I do know two female librarians, and I would call both of them unassumingly sexy. Yeah, and I don't know if no, I'm gonna no, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a firm stance on this. Yes, both of them are unassumingly sexy. So I think that yeah, maybe that is just part of it. Yeah, I, I know, know one girl is a librarian, but she's also a roller derby girl. Oh boy, yeah. that seems fitting. Yeah, yeah, that's appropriate. It seems like those those are two twin interests. Yes. That, yes, those sure. those were both choices driven by the glasses she already had. It was like, well, I guess now I have to do both. There's only of these a few things. hobbies I can have. Yeah, yeah. There's only a few professions I can uh, have. From my health wish. plan only covers one pair a year, yeah. so I've got to find something to do for 11 months. Uh, Brian, let's hear the next call. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, Go. This is Aaron calling from Vancouver with a momentous occasion double whammy. Um, this weekend, I was at a party. And around party closing time at 3 a.m., I took a lovely gentleman and a lovely lady to bed, which would mean it was my first time with a lady and my first threesome. So pretty great evening. Have a good one. Holy wow. shit. Wow. What the fuck do you got? Listener, wow. What kind of people yeah. listen to the show? I don't know. Cool people, I guess. <laughs> so, I guess like super cool dudes. My God. I fucking, like if a guy called into the Nerdist, you'd be like, hey, a girl talked to me. <laughs> <laughs> Confetti drop. Yeah. yeah. I just translated the secret language in Futurama. <laughs> oh, wow. One, wow. Sign says, one sign says slurm. Do you think... <laughs> Slurms McKenzie. Yeah. Um, do you think that is an easy way to get in like say like you know like we were to have like experiment with a guy yeah. would it be an easier like transition by having a threesome with a girl and a guy like cuz that's essentially like you know she had never done anything with a girl but she did with a guy being there oh so you're saying so Jonah hypothetically if you were to do some gay stuff you would or you're saying you would want to buffer it with a male female threesome, and then maybe you could move on to just. Well, you and I the think fella. that's a good way to just kind of check it out, because just like you know, yeah. when's, that, when's another time? Because that's like a, you know, that's a, like a one le- you know one foot in the pool kind of situation where it's uh, you're just kind of you're there, yeah. And there's a, there's another naked guy. When when are you going to have another opportunity when you're another next sure. to another naked guy like that in a sexual uh, environment? But then there's a girl there, so you do you know if you don't want the guy. Yeah, the girls. Sure, gotta, there's something else. The girls got enough holes. Yeah, you know, it's like it's not going to be like I'm just. No, you're around. right. Um, well, here, well, I'll, 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 
I'll bring in the par- parallel from my own life, and I think that I, I see what you're saying, but I, I think that it is very socially uncomfortable. I mean, I am I have a, a, a couple that I am friends with, and I am friends with them individually. I went to uh, went to college with the uh, with the female of the couple, and the and the guy I know is a very nice guy. We both like a lot of the same video games, so like you know, mm. we would like to hang out. But I have a hard time asking just one of them to hang out. It's weird. I always feel like when I do like an email about I'm doing this, who wants to hang out, I feel obligated to include both of them even if I know that they both won't like the activity. I'm like, well, I have to include both of them because if they, it gets – They come as an item. They, right, uh, right. They're a couple and if it gets a, back to them, if it yeah. gets back to them that, oh, should we go to Jordan's thing? Oh, I didn't get that email. Then yeah. I'm on a shit list. I can't imagine if I was to invite just one of them to fuck – after having <laughs> fucked both of them? Yeah. That would be so uncomfortable. That would be. Okay, weird. oh, hey, do you want to go fuck Jordan later? Oh, I oh, didn't. he didn't want to I didn't me. get that email. Yeah. Did you, well, do you just want to? I mean, oh, I'm sure he meant to invite I'm sure, you. I'm sure if you come it's along. It's assumed. It's like, you can just come. Yeah. yeah if you come with me, I'm sure it won't be weird. Yeah, but what if he just wanted to fuck? Ugh. Never mind. Yeah. I'm staying home. Because that does happen. I, you know, like, uh, there will be times where I'm like, hey, uh, you know, our friends are having a party. And, you know, like, oh. I think get no, a text or an email. Oh yeah, yeah Jonah, are yeah. you the are you the go to in your couple for like do no, people just pretty, invite you? It's pretty equal. Okay, like, that's uh, nice. You know, like most of our friends will give us both a text. Uh, sometimes it will go to her. Sometimes it'll go to me. Um, you know, it's uh, it's good. It's nice and balanced. Have you guys ever gone through your list of coupled up friends and made note of which ones when you mention the couple? are male name first and which ones are female name first? No, because no, they're I pretty haven't. consistent. Like I feel like I have groups of friends where in the circle. One couple is always female male name, and that doesn't change depending on who's saying it. Like it's 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 an it's like a, a what's the word? It's a contagious thing within the social circle. Yeah, that's what that couple is known as. And it seems like it's tradition to have the couple be male name first. And the times when it's female first, if you look at the dynamic in that couple, it makes sense oh, why it is. Yeah, it's it's sort of interesting if you think oh, wait, about. So wait, so what, what are you saying? So you think it's the most the most, the most dominating dominant... personality kind okay. of in the mix? But um, it's, I'm not trying to make any grand statements about gender or anything. But it's <laughs> but it's interesting because I have I, they're, they're, all right. Climb back in your deprivation <laughs> tank. There, listen, guys. There's a lot of good things you can find out about yourself if you just let yourself get out of your own way, man. <laughs> Why can't every, why why do we have to have male and female bathrooms? Come can't on, we all just why can't it be? Yeah, <laughs> I uh, you know I I I'm, I was going through the list in my head, and I think it's mostly guys named beforehand. But there is a couple here and there that like you know like it's it's almost because it's uh, just sounds better that way. It could be also that sometimes the meter yeah. of it just works out. Better. Yeah, because yeah, my friends yeah. like I have a friend the couple Kate, and then there's Dave Clock, and so we just go Kate and Clock. And that's that is, fucking, yeah. that, you know, that, I mean, that sounds like a hard-boiled detective team. Yeah, Maybe exactly. one's a little by the book and one's kind of dangerous. <laughs> yeah, which one is which? Who knows? It's I don't know. Time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes. TikTok. <laughs> you just got clocked. <laughs> yeah, by Kate. Yeah. Uh, she's the hard-edged one that'll punch you. I know my name's Clock and it's yeah. TikTok. I'm sure. I'm sorry. This must be very confusing to you. But I'm very by the book. <laughs> Let's start like Clockwork. Very by the book. <laughs> like Clockwork. Boy, yeah. I mean I have a lot of questions about this threesome thing. I mean I feel like I want to – I, I – it because, yeah, you were at a party. It's not like this was something that they – planned ahead of time on like a oh, website yeah. or something like that. That's I wonder – God, I wonder what that – because I feel like I know like when you are in a group and you want to sleep with someone like, you know, you don't you don't say let's go back to my house and fuck. It's something like, you know, 
Do you want to go back and watch a movie? Do yeah, we, yeah. Should we get another drink? Should we get another drink at my place? Like, there's these mm-hmm. things that, you know, it's, it's, scams. it's a... Right, scams, you know, tricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, <laughs> fooling a girl into sex. You guys know about that, right? Is there another way? Um, but, there... you know, it's a, it is a not-too-subtle code. I wonder if you have to do that with both of them, or is there a not-too-subtle code for threesome? Is there, like, so should... All three of us go back and watch role models. You know what? It probably was. By the way, that's the movie, guys. Yeah, you want to get a girl into yeah. the sack. Ten minutes into role models. I think that if they were probably, you know, they, you know, she met them, yeah. and they were all just kind of joking around, talking and getting drunk, and, yeah. And then they probably like it's like you know then, you know, then they start you know maybe like the it's clearly the couple is set for something like that. Yeah. Something that was convinced. So it could have easily been the couple's like, let's fucking try and find someone to fuck tonight. Yeah. Maybe that was part of it. And she was the one that yeah, yeah. just you know, was brought into the web. She was the one who had seen the most Mark Harmon movies. <laughs> <laughs> and she was not the one who should have called as a momentous occasion because, like, it's not that great of a feat for her. The man of the threesome is the one who really should have called it. <laughs> yeah. He's the one who, who overcame insurmountable odds to yeah. make this thing happen. Like, well, yeah. he's in a three-week coma. Right yeah. now. I, fe- I hear that after a threesome, a man goes into a three-week coma. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know how I would uh, how I would do it. You know, it's like or that, there's a, like that you know old joke. It's like, uh, how am I supposed to d- divvy up the five minutes? Uh, you know, that I'm able to have sex. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just don't know. Like, it seems like a lot you... of pressure to keep yeah, people entertained. It's, it's especially if you're like with one of them. Yeah, like, unless that I... one's like, you know, I would just wait. It's like if – like uh, me and my girlfriend – this would never happen. But me and my girlfriend were in a threesome. I would just be like, what do you want me to do to her? What do you not want me to do to her? Like, you know, like uh, I won't kiss her. I won't kiss her. Uh, I won't tell her she looks pretty. I won't tell her she looks pretty when I have sex like I do with you. (laughs) You would like break out paperwork ahead of time just to have – It sounds like it would have to be a really elaborate contract. Yeah, yeah. By the way, you're wondering how to make this happen. Evidently, somebody here hasn't read the game. Uh, by Neil Strauss <laughs> because I, I only read that book honestly because Jesse Thorne interviewed Neil Strauss on the show back in 2006. I have I was, also read the book. So I'm not, but I'm not I a douchebag just hey, for having read it. I I'm, only read the book because I wanted to get more pussy. Yeah, that's yeah. the only – it's okay. I'm not it's a douchebag. Okay. I just love pussy. Um, but if no, you remember no, from that book – I don't the remember technique, the threesome technique. Uh, it was called, I remember the funny Courtney Love stuff. That, that is crazy. Which but, was a mistake of me. I remembered the wrong stuff. <laughs> Uh, what you want to suggest to the two women is that there's a thing called dual induction massage, uh, that <laughs> wherein if one person is is lying down getting a massage and two other people massage them um, symmetrically on opposite sides of the body, it creates some sort of amazing mm, sensation, that like, is a unlike force, like a force zone else. Right, and it's all bullshit, but it's a, it's a way to have two girls rubbing you at the same time, and evidently okay. it works in the world of the game. So, hmm. Wow. Again, I have not ever employed this. I just remember the book. Well, and, I mean, okay, yeah. so so to, to our callers, we usually encourage you to be pithy. Uh, I think in this case, we would like to hear more about it. No offense to you, <laughs> dog with animal head mailman guy. <laughs> Your story was great, but... Uh, so yeah, so we have questions. Uh, uh, caller, if give us maybe give us an email, jjgo at gmail at maximumfund. Brian, what's the email? what's the email here? Jjgo at maximumfund.org. If you would like to talk more about it, uh, we have questions. Jjgo at maximumfund.org. Um, maybe there's a t-shirt in it for you. Uh, in any event, congratulations on that three way. But it was great. Uh, we'll be right back on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la,
It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Andy Wood, man at large. Jonah Ray, large man. God, you guys are good at that. <laughs> Fuck. Shit. I yelled in Brian's ears. I'm sorry, Engineer Brian. Um, well, guys, thank you so much for being here. It's been a delightful episode. Uh, good, a good balance in uh, jokes and sincerity, I think. I wouldn't call us. And movie references. And movie references. I wouldn't call us hipster shitheads at all. (laughs) I've got a mustache on right now, you guys. I've got a mustache. Uh, Uh, Elephant in the room. Andy would. uh, Yes, Andy does have a mustache. Yeah, let's let's be clear that it's not me this time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Andy, you have a terrific podcast, um, Probably Science. That is uh, – that's on on the iTunes and Mm -hmm. uh, in all your finer podcasting zones. And I do that with Matt Kirshen and yes. Brooks Whelan, and we have comedians on every week and go over the week's science news because yes. uh, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Got to go over something. Yeah. <laughs> we have science and engineering. And sometimes uh, and, Brooks uh, reads directly from the Captain Cook biography that he's been reading. <laughs> he's a fan of Captain Cook. <laughs> he what is. Can I say? Uh, it's a delightful show. I have been on. Jonah presumably will be on in the future. Oh, no, you have to be. Uh, I know. But I've it is a, it's, a, it's a really <laughs> hilarious, fun show. I, I can't recommend it highly enough. Uh, anything else? Any stand-up comedies you'd like people to come to in the near future? Nothing in the immediate future. But I would stress that if you guys could watch the show, love you, mean it. With oh Wendy yeah, Cummings. yeah, yeah. Sure. Sure, it'll e. keep you employed. Wednesdays at 10.30. It's really funny. Yeah. Uh, Jonah Ray, of course, on the Nerdist podcast and the uh, really, really cool new podcast, Jonah Ray D.O. Yes, Jonah Ray D.O. D.O. hasn't made it yet. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's I've had friends on. It's with uh, Cash Hartzell and Neil Mahoney. Uh, Cash Hartzell was a producer on you know X Play, and Neil Mahoney was a director of the UCB movie Freakdown. So it's the three of us, and we have a friend come over and we talk about music. It's just like jokey rock talk kind of stuff. But we also play bands, yeah. that send in their music. Yeah, and... no, I think it's a good, it's a pretty good source of new bands. Like I checked out a couple bands from the episodes I yeah, listened and to. Yeah, it's it's really awesome. And it, like you know, some of the bands have even said oh, <clears throat> people came to our show saying they heard us. Wow, on Generate. Yeah, and that's that's great. And uh, that's that's a cool part of it. And if you're in a band, uh, remember this is not no recommendations. That's a lot of things. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. No recommendations. If you make the music, if you're you know if you're yeah. a rapper or a singer or you know in a band, uh, you know email me your Bandcamp link or a song you want me to listen to at Jonah Radio J O N A H R A Y D I O at gmail dot com. Or if you have a record you want me to listen to, uh, you know you can send it to Meltdown Comics. Care of Jonah Radio. There you go. Uh, I recommend if you were to to just download one episode, you did a great episode with uh, John Bowie. Yeah, John Ross Bowie, former a, punk rocker, now an actor on The Big Bang Theory. Terrific. It's a great episode. Also, big, it's, uh, the craziest episode, though, I think, is the episode with Lance Bangs. Oh, yeah. Legendary Lance Bangs that tells – he tells only two stories. It's like mm-hmm. an almost two-hour podcast. Yeah. Wow. He tells two stories and they're just both the most mind-bending <laughs> like, you know – like and one of them wasn't even – he wasn't even going to get into it. He's like, well, it's because he was married to Corinne Tucker from yeah. uh, you Slater know, Kinney. Kinney. And he was just like, oh, well, I was going around. You know, we were going back and forth. And then I, I almost died in this uh, plane uh, crash. <laughs> and then when I got there, and we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he's like – he tells this amazing story. Yeah. That has like a whole like spiritual like, you know, like I think – you know, oh, it's, it's great. That's a good episode. Too. Jonah Radio. Any yeah. any live stuff in the future people should when does this go uh, look up? at? This will go up uh, t- tomorrowish, Monday. Tomorrow? Okay. Yeah. Well, Tuesday night, uh, my episode of Mashup on Comedy Central will be on. Oh, cool. So you'll get to see me do stand-up and then the visualizations off of that. So it's me. Uh, it's TJ Miller hosting and it's me and Tom Segura who's a great, great comic. Nice. And so, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, tune into that or, you know. 
look up a video and post it on your Tumblr. I don't know. <laughs> what? Yeah. Something with Tumblr assholes. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple of live things on my end. Uh, if you are listening to this before Wednesday night, uh, Wednesday night, I think it's the 28th, um, uh, my sketch group, Up, 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 is going to be going at UCB at 8 o'clock. Should be a very good show. Uh, December 6th, I'm going to be doing a stand-up at a cancer benefit at the uh, West Side Theater, the West Side Comedy Theater that's uh, um – that's uh, that also has Greg Fitzsimmons, also has David Keckner. Should be a very oh, good, show. That's a good show. It's a little pricey, but the money goes to a good cause. So mm-hmm. the West Side Comedy Theater. That's December sixth. That's a Thursday. Good beer selection there. Is there? Yeah. Oh, I haven't been there since I got their bar. Yeah. Okay. There you go. West Side Comedy Theater. Good comedy show. Good beer selection. And uh, this Friday, I believe it's December first. I'm going to check very quickly on my phone to confirm that that's the truth. Uh, yes, Saturday, December first. I'm going to be doing a show at BentCon in Burbank, which is a gay lesbian sci-fi convention. Oh, fun! I know. So I am going to be hosting the Tournament of Nerds at BentCon. Uh, on Saturday the 1st, if you are in Burbank and a fan of gay, lesbian, sci-fi stuff, please come on down to that and say hi. 9 o'clock, Bent Con. Uh, yeah, I think that's about the long and the short of it. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week on Jordan Jesse Go. Bye. <laughs>